My name is Ed Frawley. Uh, my wife and I own Learbird. This is a, an interesting podcast that we put together this week. We, Cindy and I have a good friend, Joachim Duva from Switzerland. Joachim is probably one of the top, top decoys in the United States right now. And I know there are a lot of good decoys in the United States, but I personally don't know anybody that's better than Joachim because of the experience that he's had for the last 23 years being a decoy in, uh, in Switzerland and in European uh, countries. Joachim specializes in uh, young dogs. He specializes in decoying for the Mondial Ring Sport. Two years ago, before COVID, Joachim came to our house and we had three or four seminars in that summer. And it was just great. We had heard about Joachim for years from friends of ours that had gone over and watched him do decoy work. Uh, so we decided to meet him back in 2018 and 19. And he gives great, great seminars. And we hope to be able to work together. Both he and I want to work together on some, on some uh, online courses that will be coming up in the future. But I think it is important for people to understand the background and the experience of people that they choose to learn how to do dog training from. And in Joe Keem's place, people need to know his background in doing decoy work because it's very impressive. The thing that really impresses Cindy and I about Joachim is what a nice guy he is. There's no ego involved with Joachim and his work. He just loves training dogs and he lets his work speak for himself. Now, I'll just say this, having been around the biting dog sports since 1973, a lot of times, when you have decoys that get reasonably good, it seems to swell their head. Their head gets a little bit big. Their ego takes over and it changes their personality. That has not happened to Joachim. It's so important. It is important to me because it's the kind of person that I want to be around and it's the kind of person that I want to work with. And the last thing I want to say about Joachim is that he is a teaching decoy. And I should preface that by talking about the difference between a trial decoy and a teaching decoy. Uh, when people want to learn how to be a decoy, they can become a good trial decoy in several years. Two, three, not two years, probably three or four years. But to become a teaching decoy, in my opinion, in most cases takes 10 years, maybe 15 years to be a good teaching decoy. One thing I learned from the podcast that we're gonna show you is that in Switzerland, they had two levels of certification for decoy. They have a trial decoy and they have a teaching decoy certification. And <laughs> Joachim is right at the top of the teaching decoy certification. And as you listen to this podcast, you're gonna know why. So today we have a, a very interesting guest at Learbird. Joachim Duva is a friend of ours, 
and who is a world-class decoy from Switzerland. And I thought that people would find it interesting to talk to somebody that Cindy and I consider one of the finest training decoys for dog sports uh, or even uh, his experience in the military uh, with military dogs. And I thought it would be interesting to kind of pick his brain on how he came to be as good as he is today. He lives in Las Vegas now for a few years and he's in the United States um, uh, as a dog trainer and he won't stay here forever. He gives decoys seminars and dog training seminars all over the country, really all over the world. He's given seminars in China and in the Philippines and in different countries in Europe. Hasn't been to Australia yet, but he really wants to go. So if anybody's in Australia and they want a really good, good seminar on decoy work, yeah. <laughs> we'll put his email there and you can talk to him. But just to give you a feel for the experience of Joachim is I'll tell you a little bit about, because I've taken notes here and Cindy and I know him very well. He's been to our house a number of times. Uh, before COVID, he did three or four seminars here at Learburg. And not big, huge seminars. I'm talking seminars where we only took in like 10 dogs because that's uh, a lot of suit work. And that's really, all, uh, uh, that's really all one decoy can do in a day. And especially somebody like Joachim who spends so much time with each of the dog handlers that have come into these seminars. But uh, a little bit of background on him is he started dog training in the 1990s, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. He went into the Swiss military in 2000 and got into the Swiss military dogs uh, in 2003, got interested in the ring sport, basically Mondio ring sport, in the 2000s. And he was twice the number one decoy in super selection for the decoys for the FCI for the world championships for Mondio ring. And he was one time, he finished second for super selection for the FCI in the Mondio Ring World Championships. And I want to be sure I have this correctly because he was three times in the decoy uh, selection for the FMBB, two Bs in that. And that's the very, very large club in, in Europe for the Belgian Shepherds. And the Belgian Shepherds include Belgian ring, like Mondial ring, Travernes, uh, Grenadales, and I always have a problem saying this, Lickenois. Correct. Lickenois. I've got to put a lick in there, Lickenois. So uh, that is a huge club over there, and he was one of the selected decoys for their world championships too. Um, but Getting started on this, why don't you tell us, Joachim, 
how you gotten started in, in dogs. When did you get started in dogs? Because right now you're 43 years old. Yeah, 43. Yeah. Wait, maybe more. No, 44. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I know. I was there many years ago. How did you get started? How old were you when you I started in, uh, in 1889. I had uh, 21 years old. 21 years old. Uh-huh. And it was a small town, a small club. And uh, I remember on, my, on this time with my girlfriend, she had a German Shepherd. And I was not very interested you know, about dog, you know. And she go to the club, and then she have the regular club, and she have a section for monitoring, and she meet the decoy, the trainer, and she say, hey, come, maybe come with me, check, you know. I say, okay, why not? I, I want to see. And uh, it was fun because I saw the dog bite, and I was, yeah, that's different perspective to see the dog. And the guy said, you want to try the soup? I said, why not, you know? 21 years old, this can be fun. And I put the soup on, you have a good dog, good grip, fast enough. And the first time, I was loved that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the, the decoy walk is, is different to handling a dog. Because it's the challenge to teach the dog properly way, to yeah. target the dog. I love the physical way too. Yeah. I'm a walker a bit. And Did during you, the training, you train maybe four or five different uh, personality of dog. Yeah. Like if you are just with your dog, it's just you and your dog. You know? Yeah. Decoy walk is more bigger and fun. Did he, when you first started, did the dog take you down? Did the dog Not the first you? time, the second time. The second time he yeah, took yeah. you down? The first time he did just with the leash, maybe. Yeah. Three feet bite. Yeah. And was like, yeah, easy. And the second time he pushed me a little bit more and yeah, I felt comfortable. <laughs> I have a funny story because back in 1978, I went to a uh, Schutzen seminar in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And the, the German guy that was there, Fritz Bieler, had won the German Bundesliga, which was the world champion Schutzen competition. And his dog was there. Enno Antreftal was the number one dog in, um, I want to say, 1974. And he, the year before, he had just won with his second dog who he had there. Well, this was, wasn't a, a decoy seminar, but it was a training seminar. And these people started saying, oh, that's Schutzen. They just bite on a sleeve. No, no, no. They bite on a jacket and the body and everywhere. And they were kind of kidding him. And he says, hey, you. And he points at me. Get in that suit. What? <laughs> you know, I was like your age when you started, you know. So he takes me aside and we get out on this field at a, uh, Paul Hambach's place in Milwaukee. And he takes me aside and he says, look, you're going to be okay here. I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, whatever you do, don't fall down. Really? <laughs> he said, just run as fast as you can run. <laughs> so, okay, I get about 50 yards away from him, and I'm scared shitless now, and I think I'm going to get hurt. <laughs> and he sends this dog, and he hit me at a full speed. He hit me in the shoulder, and he bit me right in the shoulder, and he drove me into the ground, and I'm laying on the ground, and I turn around, and I look like this, 
and he's look, this dog's got his head right here, and he's looking me right in the eye. <laughs> and I said, please don't hurt me. <laughs> he was a great dog. He was a safe dog, a total safe dog. But I always remember those moments because that reminded me why I don't really, I wasn't good enough to be a decoy. I, that was the end of my decoy career. Oh, the beginning of the <laughs> serious <end. laughs> part. So, going on for you then. So you got interested in what happened to the German Shepherd? Where'd that one go? Uh, we trained for one year. It was a good, a standout German Shepherd. Yeah. And we make the, um, we do the X-ray. Yeah. And it was terrible. Oh, bad hips. Bad hips. Very bad hips. Yeah. And we need to stop him for the sport. Yeah. And after that, I say, I don't want the German Shepherds anymore. Yeah, that's too bad. It's bad. We spent one year, you know, it was the first dog. It's... And then what? What? Then what did you get for a dog after that? Malinois? Uh, Malinois, it was... But after, I just do my decoy work. Oh. I stay in the club for three, four years. Oh. I stay longer, but... And I want just be a decoy. Okay, I have no so interest to handling. You didn't even have a dog. You just learned how to decoy. Be a decoy. Yeah, I went okay. to. I like to, you know, step by step, and I want to put my energy to be a decoy. We traveling a lot in Belgium because on this time, Switzerland, it was nothing on the dog sport. Yep. But IGP, yeah, but Mondoring, it was yep. very the beginning. And IGP, for those that don't know. Uh, when I started in the dog sport, it was Schutzen, and then they changed it to IGP. I don't even know what IGP stands for. Do you? What's it mean? I don't know. I don't I know. I know it's EPO. Uh, IPO. IPO, yeah. yeah I, I remember George. it was Schutzen, it was IPO, and then it was IGP. Yeah. I don't know. So then you were in it strictly doing decoy work yeah. and going around to seminars or to clubs doing club decoy work, is that what you were doing? Yeah, club, and um, we go to Belgium, we find Rocky, Filippo Rocky, a very good trainer on this time, and we train with him. We touch a little bit the Belgium ring, mm -hmm. because it was um, Belgium, Belgium ring, you yeah. know? and uh, I learned a lot. From the Belgian ring guys? Yeah, yeah, for the Belgium ring. I have the full grip, the comfortability. Yeah, they have great dogs, don't they? Yeah. That's... I love it, they have the best gripping dogs Anywhere. It's natural gripping. Natural dogs. gripping, really yeah, and cool the selection dogs. is for that. And the, and the environmental um, distraction, the obstacle, yep. the water, the pool. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a nice spot. I've always wondered why Belgian Ring, you know, Mondio Ring came to the United States. Belgian Ring never came to the United States. French Ring came to the United States. I don't know why. Belgian ring never got popular in America because it's a great dog sport. Yeah. It, and I think the French ring and the Mondio ring decoys have to be much better than the Belgian ring decoys, don't you think? Yeah, because it's the grip. Yeah. You have some point for the grip. Yeah. And yep, the decoy yep. need give the grip for the judge can see if right. it's full grip or if you bite on two time. It seems like the, the Mondio ring and the French ring decoy work, though, is more athletic. Yeah. Don't you think? You have to be more skilled, I think, in more how skilled. to catch yeah, dogs. Yeah, and the dog can bite everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Belgium ring, you have the, the pieces of jet on the legs or on the arm. Sure. And the dog need bite there. Right. Mondial ring, the French ring, it just... So then, in the early 2000, 
you went in the military. What year did you go in the military? I was uh, for the school, the military school. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, Grenadier Territorial. It's a good, it's a good, uh, good incorporation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a car accident and I break my uh, elbow. Yeah. And Were I you need, drinking? Not, not, uh, <laughs> not on this, this crash. That's, <laughs> that's a bad question. I shouldn't have asked that. You're young. <laughs> I mean, you're young in the military. I had yeah. two sons in the military. And, you know, it's good. Just, 20, 21 years old. Yeah, it's good. Like, party. Do yeah. stupid stuff. No, no. I'm was, I miss a curb. And, uh, yeah. And then what happened? You broke your arm. So then did you have to get out of the military or what did that happen? I stayed in the military, but I can continue on this uh, uh, incorporation. Uh -huh. And I go a little bit a different one, a little bit more, less uh, physical. Right. And I can finish my school. And after the school, I continue the repetition course. Now we need to go every year to three weeks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's right. Just for the people here in the United States, like the like our National Guard, they have to go for two weeks or four weeks a year to training and then they have a three or four year commitment. And in Switzerland, how many years do you have to be in that, did you say? It, the minimum is nine years. Nine years, they keep you 240 days, 45 days you need to do. And then when you go into the military there, you have two options. Why don't you explain those? You, can you have the military school yeah. or the civil school. Civilian C school. Civilian uh, yeah. work. Yeah. So then in the civilian school, what do they do? It's more on the, depending on the, the village or the country, it's, it's prepare you if you have a thunderstorm and the water in the garage, you go help the people. Okay. Or you build up a bridge. It's okay. just to, a little bit like, um, they can say the... Um, like after disasters. Yeah, and stuff after like disaster that. or something. Sure. So if it's not disaster, you can help for make a, a bridge in the forest or cut some tree. You know, you do a little bit. You sent me there. some videos. We should put a link on some of the Swiss videos that you sent me because some of them are really funny. It's <laughs> everybody in everybody in Switzerland has to own a gun, right? Correct. Yeah. Even women. Even women. Even women. They have to have a gun. Yeah. It's not the mentality change a little bit because now before we have the gun in the uh, in the house and now you are, we have a choice uh -huh. and the new generation don't want to carry a gun in the house you know depending what you do for a job but it's a, it's a responsibility. What's very interesting is the amount of training that they put you through to have that gun and the bullets. And the bullets, yeah. The bullets they keep inventory on, don't they? Yeah. You, they have to, they give you so many bullets and they check on them all the time to make sure you still have oh, them? Oh yeah, every every year if we go again to the course, you need to take the bullet. Yeah. And if something's happening on the bullet, it can be a big trouble. <laughs> I, I remember they have, on my, on they my don't head. have any mass shootings in Switzerland, do they? No. Like not here in the United States. No, it is. I think the education is different. Better education yeah. and better background checks. And the rules, you know. Yeah, and the rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't need to go into that. But then, when did you get involved in uh, military police dogs or in 
military dogs. How did that happen? Under, under Santa. I was doing my certification for Mandarin. Yep. I started in 2002 or three with my friend. And uh, during the, the certification, we have some instructor. And one of these instructors was one guy walking the military and the centers for dog. Yeah. And he saw me with the suit and he, he talked with me and said, hey, you, you're good, you have a good feeling, you're good in shape. Yeah. You're not scarred by the dog. And, and he gave me the opportunity to have a contract in the military for okay. four years. Uh -huh. And I say, why not? You know, It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Play with dogs. Step on. So the 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 Swiss have a center just yeah. for dogs. Just for dog. Not horses. Oh, no, it's horse, dog, and pigeon. Pigeon, pigeon, the breed, the bird. Re pigeons? Yeah, pigeons. Sorry, accent. <laughs> pigeons. <laughs> pigeon. <laughs> That's a good one. You know, they do the, almost the same thing in Canada without the pigeons. Yeah, yeah, I know the pigeons. And, and you know where else they do it? Uh, I take that back. I didn't mean Canada. I meant in, uh, in Holland. They have the, the horses and the dogs in the same place mm -hmm. in southern Holland because I went there a couple times. And with my friend Kevin Sheldo, who... I do my police videos with, a lot of my police videos with. Kevin and I were visiting their federal dog school and we were given, an, we were invited to go with the horse people for a big soccer competition between the Dutch and the British in, in England. Yeah, I know, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> but we don't have to go there. So now, you went there and what did you do what did you train with the military? You were there just for four years or longer than four years? Oh, it was my contract for four years. Yeah. And I was in the center to train the dog. The, the system in the military, it's the military on this time, buy a dog in French, Belgium, okay. Italy. As a dog, it's one year to three or four years old. Yeah. A lot of French dogs we have on this time. Yeah. We take the dog in the center. LT, LT check, mm -hmm. if it's okay, and after we put the military program, search on the building, search on the forest, the obedience we have for the military, and the bite walk. And in this situation, we take a, a profile of the dog, and mm -hmm. if it's very strong, it's maybe for the military cops. If it's a good standout, good dog, mm -hmm. we go to the school, and we select the dog to put on the different... When you say it goes to the school, what do you mean at school? A school school, like a high school? No, the school, like a military school. Military school, With okay. the milis. Oh, I see. So the dogs that come in, they would go into the, and become a military police dog, correct? Correct, yeah. Or would they also go into the civilian police department too? Yeah, the civilian um, conductor de chien, militaire, a military... Uh, um, handler. Okay. So how long is the school for the dogs? How long do they with come the, with the With the um, soldier? Well, once you buy the dogs, once these, these guys the, bring their dogs and they want to sell them, right? Yeah. And then your instructors test the dogs and figure out, yes, they're good or no, they're not. Correct. Once they go through and they get checked, medically, like you said, 
Then they go in and start their training. How long is the training for the dog? Depending a little bit of the dog and depending of the, the, the time of the school. Because you have a two school mm -hmm. for the milice in, in, uh, in this Two center. schools for the military? Yeah, one at beginning on uh, February, March. Oh, I see. Every um, year. Yeah, and I one it's, uh, I think, August, September. And how long are they? It's three months. Three months? Yeah. Twelve weeks? Twelve weeks. Okay. Interesting. I know I went to Canada to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and their school is 20 weeks long. 20 weeks. But yeah. theirs is crazy tracking. Hard, hard, long, long tracks. Like, yeah, mine tracking. Through the city, through the woods. I don't know. There's three levels. and level one, they have to track five kilometers. It's a long way to track with back tracks and road crossings and crazy stuff. So now, so you have 12 weeks and is it, did you work the dogs in bite work for the full 12 weeks or just part of that or what? Part of that, the bite work, the obedience, the search on the building and search on the mm -hmm. forest. And then on average, how many dogs would go through in a class? Uh, between, and say 12 and 20, 22. Okay. Depending on how much student we are. And did they train them in detector work too for narcotics and bombs? No, this is just for the professional, the, the nose work. So when did they go and do, did you ever get involved in the, in the detector dogs for the military, for the bomb dogs or the narcotics dogs? Yeah, I have, in the military I have two dogs. One it was a drug detection and one bomb detection. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So the interesting thing is, is that let's talk about what kind of dogs the Swiss military use. What do they use for dogs, German Shepherds or Malinois? What do they use? Um, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, it was 90% of Malinois. We, mm. And this time we buy a lot of dogs from French Ring. It was most yeah. popular. And now with the new system a little bit, with the breeding system, and I think it's 50-50. 50% German Shepherds and 50% Marino. And do the Swiss breed their own military dogs and police no, dogs? No, the, the system of Switzerland, it's a, you do the parinage, parinage. What the From the, some breeder, breed oh, dog. Just Train for the dog to puppy, to... Uh, 12 months or mm -hmm. 60 months, and you do the test, and if the dog is good, it's sell for the military. Then it goes into the military. Correct. Okay. And talk a little bit about the, the military dog handlers, how they handle their dogs. Now they come in, let's say you're a young soldier. Do you have to come with your own dog, or do they, give you, do they find a dog for you? The 99% is the military find a dog for the soldier. And we have the, some soldiers come with a home dog, yeah. but he need pass the test. Okay. If he bite good, or depending if it's for search and rescue dog or a patrol dog. So the young guy gets, the young guy wants to be a canine handler. He gets his dog. He goes through the 12 weeks of schooling with the dog. Okay. And then he goes home with the dog? Yeah. He, he, 
he buy the dog 2000 uh, Swiss friend. This is nothing, you know. Yeah. And after he go home with the dog. So he has his military dog he takes home, but he's only in the military for how many weeks a year? Three weeks. Three weeks a year. So he takes his military police dog home, and then he brings him back next year for three weeks? Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah, so they must have a different kind of dog. Yeah, that's true. It's more sport dog. You know. It is? Yeah. More even-tempered, not so sharp? Not so sharp, no, no. Yeah. It's, and on this situation, it's maybe an 85% family dog and 5% uh, patrol dogs. Ah, so it's kind of a different type of situation than what we have here in our country then. Yeah, this is different. Yeah. Totally different. Totally different. Yeah, because you, in our country now, we're starting to breed our own dogs down at Lackland Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. And then they, they have a puppy program where they raise them. But in Switzerland, you have breeders that breed just for the military and they raise them. Correct. Yeah. And do it, and then they try and get them to into the military if they can pass the test. If you, That's if you correct. Can pass the test, yes. What about the uh, what about the police dogs that go through this twelve week program? That's a different kind of dog. This is different. Yeah, the, the um, for the military police dog, for example, we the military buy a dog. It's good dog. He can do nose walk. Yeah. No selection too. Yeah. And uh, the. Um, the cops, the military cops, come for two weeks in the center. Yeah. He touch his dog and he understand to do the obedience, to do the bite walk, search on the building. After the two weeks, he take the dog in this um, incorporation, and he have the dog with him all the time. All the time. All the yeah. time. So, how does the when you were there, you just work? Did you just work? to be the decoy stuff, to do the decoy stuff with the military police dogs? Uh, everything. We are, on this time, I, the time I start, we have uh, one, two, four, six people, and we do obedience, bite walk, everything. search on the building, yeah, and we, we make a rotation. Someday it was me in the suit, someday it was me, the handler, and my friend in the suit, gotcha. and we mix. But you were in the military and you were in super selection, you were in the world championships cool. in 2009 and in 2010 and 2015, but you were in the military Correct. then. Yeah. And the military has no problem letting you go? No problem, no. Do they encourage you to go and do that? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Not in America. Not in America? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't no, think that's so. A bit, you know, on this time, the, the military uh, like to do sports because we, we buy a lot of dog from sport. Uh -huh. And that's make it a little bit more popular, I think. Uh -huh. So the military helps and likes the sport dog work. Yeah. I wish it was more like that here in America. It's After the like control that. is better. I What's think. that? For the control is better. If you have a good sport dog, it's, I can say it's easy. It's a little bit easier to teach him to be aggression on certain type of uh, uh, situation. Yeah. To the inverse, you have a crazy dog, but you need to teach him to, de to be calm on different situations. So sense. just to repeat that, if you've got a crazy, <laughs> crazy dog, it's awful hard to make that dog 
calm. into a house dog, a calm house dog. Yeah. But if you've got a really good character sport dog, a lot of times, as long as the character is good and they can pass a testing, it's easier to make them into good police dogs, Correct. strong police yeah. dogs. I have a, and that's the way to look at it, too. It really is. It's, it's, uh, I have a perfect example. I was an uh, instructor expert in the World Economic Forum for the patrol dogs with the soldier. Yeah. And we have the soldiers coming, and we do for two weeks... Kevlar bite, civil bite, you know, we, we put the dog level up uh -huh. for, the, for the mission we have on this time. After we have one week mission, uh -huh. we do maybe every, one, every night or every two nights, we go do the bite walk in the place where is the soldier we patrol with the dog. Yeah. And after, if it's the mission is done, we have one week, we put a uh, Cool down the dog. This can make sense. Yeah, calm them down. Calm them down. So you Just work play them up. around the decoy. No bite. No crazy stuff. Uh -huh. Go to the city with the dog. Just for so if the dog it was too much or if he cooled down and he start behind. Do they make the, the dogs wear muzzles when they take them to the city? Usually no. They don't. Depending need to. if it's inside the bus or if it's close with the people, we put the muzzle on. So do you see pretty good dogs? In the in the Swiss military, yeah. for the for the police end, not for the military dog handlers, not for the handlers that it's that it's eighty percent living in the house and ten and twenty percent doing normal work. The other ones, do you see pretty strong and good dogs there? Yeah, you do, huh? Yeah. So you, because of your experience in the Mondio. You've seen some really good dogs, so you know you're seeing good dogs. Did you get hurt very often? Good time. <laughs> huh? Not bad, though? Not bad. I've just one time 11 stitchers in my A what? 11 stitchers in my in face. In your face? Yeah. Hmm. People probably that don't know the bite work when they see these dogs doing the bark and hold, yeah. they always wonder about that. Every now and then a guy does get a, a tooth hooked in his jaw and gets ripped. Yeah. Is that what happened to you? It was a face with accessory, and I had the accessory, and the, the dog jumped. Over the top over of Over the accessory, and he punched me in my face, go away, and after I finished the, the, the phase of accessory, 10 seconds, and he reset the dog. And I was like, I have no hold, and after I touched, I said, oh, okay, I'm open. Yeah, I And I go to the judge, and after I go to the hospital, and... I have a funny story like that too. I was I had my police dog in town here, and I was training him, and I was tracking in the park on the end of town. And at the end, there was a guy, and there was a jungle gym for kids to play on. And he saw me there with the police dog, so he came over and wanted to ask questions. And my dog was kind of a hyper dog anyway. He was not a not a sharp, aggressive dog. He, he ignored them. But I had dropped my leash. And I reached down to pick my leash up, and my dog jumped up at the same time and hit me. His mouth hit my mouth, and it broke my front two teeth off. Oh. And my first thought was, how did that son of a bitch spit gravel in my mouth? And then I felt, and I didn't have any teeth in the front. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah, I always wondered, if you get in a fight and you get your teeth knocked out, does it hurt? It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt at all. But they were broke right off. And so then I had to mumble to this guy and say, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I got to go to the dentist now. <laughs> I know. Jeez Louise. But I've been lucky. I've never been badly bitten in 60-some years of doing that. Let me go on here. So when you do seminars here in America, how, what type of seminar do you like to do? People call and they, they bring you, but what kind of seminars are they? Yeah, during the seminar, what I like is train the young dog because it's, it's, I like the personality of the young dog. I like because you can see the evolution a little bit faster. Yep. But on every situation, what I like is train the handler on his dog. Depending on the age or whatever, the, the program, you just find a solution on his problem if you have or find him a continuity to train his dog. To, mm -hmm. to build up the relationship or build up the confidence depending on the dog, depending yep. on the handler. And for me, it's more the challenge to make the team happy. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? <laughs> no, I mean, I yeah, know. That's... I mean, after, after seeing you and having you here for the seminars that we had before COVID, and uh, I can say for a fact that the way you work with the handlers is really, really respectful. I have a real problem with handlers that are very critical of new trainers that don't know what they're doing. You don't do that. I have to give you a lot of credit, which is well-deserved on how you handle the young dogs and how you bring them along. And some of them that some, some of them need more work than others, and you're excellent, excellent at that. And I know, I have videotape of all those seminars. I've never used it. And probably what I'll do is take some time and maybe edit out some of that work with the young dogs and show it a video on YouTube so people can see how good you are with those young dogs. Because that's the foundation for it. If you can get the foundation down, then the skills can come later as long as there's a good foundation for it. Correct. And it's just important, as important, more important for the handler to, to do it. And with the wrong instructor that doesn't have the patience, the handler's never going to learn because they're put, on, they're put in defense. You know, they, they're insulted or you just handle the people really well. Um, you hold your own maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but you hold your own five-day seminars. Tell me a little bit about those for decoys. Yeah, for decoy. Why don't you say a little bit about that? How many do you like to get in a seminar? What type of things do you cover in that five-day seminar? For, for the, 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 this seminar, I want to do the, the bungee walk. But the possibility to use the bungee. For those that don't know, a bungee work is where it's a tie-out. Oh, where the dog's fastened to a, to a hard point, be it uh, if it's inside, tied to a hook in the wall, outside, tied to a post, tied to a tree, 
on a, on a bungee. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but some people that are going to be yeah, watching this don't know what a bungee is. So go ahead, you do that now. And on this situation, just to teach the decoy to target the dog properly yeah. under both legs. Mm -hmm. What kind of bungee we can use, but sometimes depending on the dog and depending on what we want to train, mm -hmm. we use a long bungee, maybe 15 feet, mm -hmm. or you use a short bungee and long leash, mm -hmm. maybe one feet bungee and 15 feet, 20 feet long leash fixed. So the bungee is attached to the leash? Correct, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's still uh, a short uh, tension with the bungee mm -hmm. or a bigger one. Okay. And this is two different. Um, exercise for the dog and it's two ex different exercise for the decoy if you, the decoy want to teach the dog to be fast on the last moment or to be powerful for maybe 10 15 feet before bite the decoy and it's a different um, uh, um, element to train mm -hmm. where i want to do the last moment like for french ring is the dog need be quick the last meters the next mm -hmm. three feet Mm -hmm. The short bungee and long leash this is perfect because the last moment the dog feel the tension and he need react fast. So when, and again, for people that um, don't know what the ring sport is, when you teach your dogs to bite into the legs, how do you want their head? When you say you teach them, what do you mean by you teach them how to bite into the legs? It's for example, if you bite the left legs, the dog need to have the eyes on the other side outside of the decoy. Because uh -huh. in this situation, if you move, you move always with the neck, it's no angle. But for example, if the dog look inside between my legs mm -hmm. and I twist my knee or my legs, yeah. it's painful for the dog and I can make, uh, so can have accident. Be, you want the dog to come in and you want the dog to bite like this. To bite You want the dog with his eyes see. out here. Yeah. Because, because if I move like this, yep. the dog stays straight, yep. the vertebral is straight. Yep. But for the inverse, if you bite and you say like that. With yeah. the eyes on the inside. The eyes on the inside, yep. and I do that, is a tension of his neck. Torque their neck. Yeah. Yep. And that's important. That's and very the dogs, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the dogs are young, you can teach them, always bite with the eyes right. to the outside. And that's why you use the different deals. That's why you use the different bungees. So you do that in your decoy work. What else do you teach them in your five-day seminar? Uh, the different option to but long bungee, short bungee. Yep. We can put the bungee on the lateral. It just mean, for example, on this situation, we train first the bungee straight. Yep. And yep. after, we can have the dog. The point of the bungee is, where is my chest? Yep. I have the handler here, the decoy here. And I send the dog on that way, and the bungee go like this, and the tension coming, and the dog need full, like a pivot, the French ring style, to push and grab the decoy one side or the other side. And that Switch teaches the dog to do what? To, um, if the dog come like this, the tension is a lateral for the dog, mm -hmm. and it's left side, and the decoy go on the right side, and he need push and cut the trajectory to grab the decoy. Okay. It's just a different uh, option with the bungee. Typical for Frenching is good. We use it for Mondeoring too, for mm -hmm. the accessory, just to go through the accessory and grab the decoy mm -hmm. to be a bit more um, faster. And power. And powerful. Okay, so you cover that. Then what else in the seminar? 
I want to do with, uh, with trend for the target, can be our body or legs, with the very small bungee, <laughs> mm -hmm. under a leash, maybe five feet on the pole. Mm -hmm. And it just, we have the dog front, it's front of me. And maybe I show him the arm. And if he wants to bite, I just move and I press on the legs. I for teach the dog the opposite. Opposite. Opposite, yeah. Or okay. the X. So explain that one more time because you went through it fast. Uh, for example, but I can, we, we train the inverse. In the beginning, mm. we help the dog. Okay, you come on the left legs. Right. I show you. You bite. Perfect. Right. right. Both legs. I teach her with the arm inside. And after, if the dog on the... On the arm. Where do you want their head and their eyes on the arm? Here. Outside. Okay. Same. Just like the legs. Yeah. Okay. I'm always close to the center. I never give a bite like here. Right. Because after it's outside. Mm -hmm. And the attitude of the decoy, it's play with the shoulders, like push the dog, come here. Mm -hmm. Make a scope, come here. Mm -hmm. And after with the small bungee and the, um, the long leash, like 10 feet, maybe mm -hmm. 5 feet, we don't care. It's, it's small, the room for the dog. But just give me opportunity to, for example, show him my legs. I can I show him my legs, he's ready to bite, and the last moment I do this. Okay. I take out my legs, and I come with my arm for the dog switch. And you can do that with the short bungee and the long leash? Short bungee first, yeah. Yep. Because with the short bungee, I have no possibility to grab my legs. Right. And I can teach him, or oh, my legs go away, the arm coming, grab the arm. And that's, the what you teach the new, that's what you teach the new handlers, new decoys. New decoy, do. yeah. Okay. But step by step. Right, uh, right. Okay, after that, what do you teach them in, uh, the, in the five day seminar? Yeah, oh, the target face, the target up, the target on the flea attack, too. The okay. good targeting the dog on the flea. Talk Is about that? the flea, though. What do you teach them on the flea? How to run and not get taken down to the ground. Correct. Yeah. So they don't have to look over their shoulder at the eyes <laughs> of a dog. No, you, you teach them how to catch a dog? Yeah. It's a, the flea attack, a lot of people don't like to do the flea because you don't understand to target the dog properly. Yeah. But if you teach the dog, you understand the timing, you understand to positioning the dog, and more you, you train, more you are available a to feeling. do that. A yeah, feeling. you have the feeling. For when the dog's going to hit you. Correct, yeah. Okay. And you can teach the dog. Me, I teach the dog if the decoy look on the right side, he bite the right legs. Oh. If the decoy good look on the left leg, left side, he bite the left legs. You can teach him that, huh? Yeah. But if you do that with the bungee and you start with the young dog, after you keep your you confidence on. Sure. And after it's easy to run. <laughs> and then in the seminar, do you teach accessories? Yes. You do? Yeah, I do. The first, I teach to go through the accessory, to teach the dog to go through. And after I teach with, for example, opposition to buy the harm. That's holding the accessory. Correct. Yeah. And after yeah. I do the same, like uh, I explained before with the short bungee, I show my harm. But mm. if I do this, he need by the legs. Okay. And the inverse is if I show him my legs and I do this, he need come up. It's like a scoop coming with the accessory. Mm -hmm. It's like the technicity for French ring, but it's good for mounting. Cool. Makes sense. Anything else that we forgot about that five-day seminar? Uh, for this seminar, that's a little bit... Yeah, after... Always, if I train a dog, um, there is um, 
as my philosophy and for every seminar, I try to explain, okay, what I do, for example, with the bungee walk. This is my basic for the, the week. Mm -hmm. But after, depending on the, the dog I saw, for example, you have a crazy dog. I say, okay, maybe for this dog, it's not ideal to do a bungee because it's crazy. The bungee is a frustration. It's a bit, put the dog a bit dominant or mm -hmm. active. And say, if it's too much, the bungee puts him maybe too high and it's difficult to have a control. Mm -hmm. For me, it's very important. Is the cue for train the dog, but the first point is see the dog. Okay, he bite good. It's maybe you need a little bit more control before you do the bungee. Or you do the bungee like a good control on the beginning, bungee, and after control on the end, you don't lose the control because after two, three day bungee, the out start be a, <laughs> a option for the dog, you know? <laughs> There's yeah. always a balance. And well. for me, it's very important to teach the decoy to, it's not just put the suit and do a banzai, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, you do some things, but what you do have an impact on the dog. Yeah. The impact of the dog have an impact for the handler. You know, if he lose the control, it's bad if he wants to play level three or high level in the future because you need to have the control. And it's like a constellation. Every star need be in a good position to have a good success of training. So in in even any kind of dog training, the really good dog trainers will say. It's not, a, it's not set in stone, do this, do this, do this. You have to train the dog you have in front of you because every dog is different. Mm -hmm. And every handler is different. And every handler is different. So in your seminars, do you talk about how to work with different temperament dogs? Yeah. Do you teach these decoys? If you have a dog that is a little crazy, you do this. If you have a dog that's a little weaker, you do this. Correct. Yeah. You, you Every seminar I try to, to do that because for me it's very important. It's the, the dog, you're walking the dog you now with YouTube, everything, we can find thousands of systems. Right. But it's very important to understand the handler, understand the dog. Don't put the dog too much. And I try to always explain what I'm doing with the dog mm -hmm. for the people to understand it's, oh, okay, you do that because the dog is like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't do that with the other dog because it's different. And for me, it's very important to teach the decoy young or teach the handler too, because it's his dog too. Mm -hmm. Say, I do that because, because if he understand next week, if I'm not there, he can continue to train. But yeah. if he doesn't understand. You're screwed. He's screwed. And yeah. for me, I like this because it's very important to, to understand. Like a decoy part and the handler part too. Yeah. And if you know what you do with your dog and what you need to do with your dog, mm -hmm. you can change the decoy and say, I want to do this, 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 this. This is why a lot of people that get involved in the dog sports, in the, do in the biting dog sports, and they get decoys out there that can learn the technique and they can go and do trial work, but they can't be training decoys. It's a hundred percent different. And a lot of people that just get started in dog work don't understand that. You can learn how, not you, but people can learn how to be a decoy in a Schutzen trial or in a trial in a few years. 
but it takes a long, long time to learn to be a training decoy. Oh, yeah. You need to understand temperament in dogs, and that's and for me, having sponsored many, many seminars, the thing that drives me crazy in a seminar is that we will have somebody like you there that is really an expert, and maybe the handler's listening to you, but these other people are over there sitting texting on their phone oh. and shooting the <laughs> bull with their buddy, and they're missing a golden opportunity to learn something. It drives me crazy to see that. I just need to chew on my tongue and keep my mouth shut to see it happen. <laughs> and I guess the only reason I know that is because for 50 years, when I'm going and filming dog training, I have to be there filming. I have to listen to what's going on and pay attention. So I know what these people are missing. And they're missing a golden moment when they don't pay attention. So that if you ever have an opportunity to go to one of Joachim's seminars, Pay attention. Don't be standing on the side shooting the bull with your buddy because you're going to miss something that you should listen to. Uh, back to your five-day seminar, you're going to start to work on, on putting that into a course for yourself that you can sell, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we're going to help you do it. You know, we don't know whether Learberg's going to sell it. it. It really comes down to whether you want to, but we're going to help you sell it because... It needs to get out there. This kind of information needs to get out there. Because there's a lot of, like you said, the, somebody can go on YouTube and there's so much crap on YouTube. It's just garbage. A vast majority is garbage. And we'll put some of this stuff in short little clips just to demonstrate you know, how to catch a dog. There's only so stuff, much, yeah. but it takes five days to go through it. So we're going we're gonna to hope that you can put this together. And the truth is, I think if somebody really wants to be a good decoy, if you can put this course together and make it available to a young decoy or an old decoy, ahead of the time they come to your seminar. Think how much more they could learn. If they could take your videotape that you're going to put together and get it a few months before they're going to come to your five-day seminar, think how much further ahead they're going to be. Oh, yeah, that's... And plus, you're 43 years old. How much longer are you going to be able to go out there and catch these dogs? <laughs> I know. Uh, I've been years. there, done that. <laughs> you know, two, two <laughs> knee replacements. One screws through my ankle. Just had two years ago in a shoulder. My right shoulder is just perfect. My left shoulder, which is where I caught dogs asleep, totally gone. Shoulder replacement. I'm a bionic man. Uh, it's a funny thing when I go through the airport. I have to <laughs> to get scanned. <laughs> so, Joaquim. If there are young people that want to learn how to do decoy work, what age do you think they should be before they start? Not too young, uh, 18, 20. If I, I see, uh, if I take my, my profile, I, I start 21 years old. I do a lot of competition. I train a lot of dog in the military. Mm -hmm. And I have my two knee intact, you know. Mm -hmm. I was 10 years high level. And I have a lot of friends, French Ringo Mondio, who start early age. 
like 16, 14 sometimes. Mm -hmm. And as 20, 25, start have problem with the knee, you know. Oh. The, the bite walk, the decoy walk, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a hard job. You have always the shock, you know. It's a small shock, but still a shock. And after a year, after repetition, you joint, you turn down, your knees start to be a little bit loose. How are your knees? Still good. good? Uh, yes, no protection. I'm happy. I always wonder about soccer players. Think mm -hmm. how good the knees have to be on soccer players. Oh, yeah. And I think I have guys like you in the same category because it's so easy to make a mistake and get hurt. Yeah. I mean, look, 2019 when you did the seminar here and Denny, our really good friend from Chicago, was learned how to be a decoy. Remember, he broke his leg? Yeah, I remember. It, was a, yeah, it wasn't a bad break. It was more of a, he went and had it all taken care of when he went back to Chicago, but it was a, um, not, a, not a break break, it was like a, a split. A split, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, but then again, he's older. You know, I yeah. think Denny's in his 30s, mid-30s, so. Yeah, and what do you think about old guys? Now, I don't mean my age, but guys that are. Don't say my age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what do you think about guys that are in their 30s starting this? Can they do it? Yeah. Or can they do it at a club level and maybe not at a national? This is, it's very important. The decoy walk, it's, for example, for me and my optic, and uh, the time I start high level, if I train five hours training dog, I do five hours physical. Can be stretching, fitness, crossfit, natation. Really? Yeah. To have a little bit 50-50. Because decoy walk, we walk a lot of muscle. Yeah. Every muscle moving. But right. Every muscle need be built up. Right. And it's not because you put the suit on, you build up your muscle. This right. is on the side. Like, but it's like a dog, you know, you have a dog for competition. You swim with him, you do fitness, running, a treadmill, whatever. So many people don't do that, though. No. It's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's very important. Yep. To be a, a decoy for a long time, on the side is very important. Bicycle, if you don't like running. Mm -hmm. I say that because I don't like running. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but do you use a bicycle? Yeah, yeah. Do you? Just for muscle. Just for the motion, huh? Yeah. Well, that's true, Natation too. Natation is good. Swimming. Yeah. It's very good. And stretching, too. So here's another question, too. More and more in the past, I'm not going to say how many years, but in the recent, not so recent future, we see more women getting involved in decoy work. And uh, I've seen some that are not bad. What's your thoughts on that? Do you, yeah, are you seeing more women get involved? Yeah. If I take the example in Switzerland, it was, uh, we have, 2014, uh, Michelle Biederman, it was a Swiss girl, mm -hmm. and she was selectioned to the level one and two, the world championship. No kidding. That's and cool. uh, she, she do the super selection, you know, she mm -hmm. proved a lot of man was there, and she finished, I think, four. Very cool. Three or four? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. What about here in the United States? Not so much from the national level. But when you do your seminars, are you seeing more women coming out that want to learn how to do decoy work? Um, not too much in USA. 
We had Maybe a couple. We have, yeah, you have a couple of them. We had a couple that came to the seminars before COVID when you were here. Yeah, that's Those true. Those ladies from yeah. Chicago, they were okay. This was okay. No, no, it was sure. good. Yeah. I'm listening. I'm good in shape. Uh, if I take the example, we have more women in Switzerland because we have two certifications for decoy. We have a certification for competition decoy. Okay. And we have a certification for training decoy. Oh. And both of them is one year. And a lot of women like to do the, the uh, training decoy certification for learn to give a good target, right. to teach the defense, to mm -hmm. teach simple steps of the basket, of the accessory. And that's why a lot of women like to put the suit on. Yeah. So that's a good idea. Too bad they, do, they don't do that here, have a certification for somebody to be a training decoy. That would really help oh, that's, versus a certification for a do. trial decoy. Correct. Those are two different animals. Yeah. They really are, aren't they? Yeah, one build up the exercise and the other destroy the exercise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember that's... going to one of the German Schutzen competitions, oh, I don't remember, in the 19, late 80s, 1990s, and one of the decoys in the Bundesliga was 60 years old. Now, they have more than one decoy in a competition, but that guy at that age had, there was like a hundred dogs in that competition. Think how good a shape, that was his, they made the announcement that he was 60, but it was his last competition he was ever gonna do. And everybody was thinking, we hope he lives to the end of this because 100 dogs, could you imagine that? No matter what, over three days, they do it over three days. What's the oldest you have seen decoys work in Mondeo Ring? How old? For training? No, oh. for, the, for the super selection. How old, what's the oldest you see guys in there? Oh, I remember what was one of uh, the super selection, I have a friend uh, from Belgium, we have uh, uh, 50, 52, 53. 52 years old yeah. in the super selection. Huh? Yeah. So the super selection, is it all in one day? How many guys come to it? I know we do a two days each Two challenge. days, yeah. how, many, how many guys try out normally? It's open, usually it's between, depending where is the world championship, it's between 12 and 20, 25 people. Mm -hmm. And what's it like? Do they just have you do the whole trial or do you have to do certain exercises? I do a physical test Yeah. Uh, without suit, with suit. Talk about that, because I remember that to get certified to be a Mondial Ring decoy just for a club decoy. You have to put the suit on and you have to do some running and timed, at least the trial I saw. Do you know what the requirements are for the cert for that, for the physical part? For in USA? Yeah. In well, it's for Monday Ring. I think it's the same for the super selection. I'm not sure, but it's just uh, running one kilometers. That's what it was. It was without suit. Okay. It's not so complicated. But after it's the slalom with the suit on. And I, I don't know, I think it's 100 meters. I don't know. In, uh, yeah, I remember we had a Mondial Ring trial here many years ago with Margaret uh, 
McKenna, is that? McKenna, 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 yeah. And we had a decoy certification then, and I think I filmed some of it. It was hard. Yeah. The running in a suit was hard, and they had to jump. She had them doing jumping. Oh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Not everybody passed. No, it's, you need to imagine, you know, if you have a competition, you have a, a regular one, 10 dog level three or 12 dog level three. Yeah. You need to be consistent for the first dog to the last dog. Yeah. This is the, a lot of people, a lot of decoy don't understand. You want to be, it's Hollywood, the first three dog. Right. And after it start to be tired and yep. the last one is just no decoy because sure. it's just dying. What do you see is the difference in your mind between a club trial and a world championship from a decoy standpoint? For me, for the club trial, it's, it's to be correct. It's a club that we need to have, a, I, want, I don't want to say easy competition, but regular, normal, for sponsoring people coming, enjoy, and after the people want to go high level, they go to the selective, depending where the country is, oh. and they go want to touch the high level. But always it's the, the people play level one, two, sponsored the level three for go to the world championship, you know. And that's why for me it's good to make a difference between a, a regular competition, club competition, oh. selective for world championship. Okay. So the selection for the world championship is kind of like, uh, to put it into English, is more like a regional championship. A region, yeah. It's not the nationals, it's a regional championship. So you've got your club trials where people just come and just play with their dog. Just They want to do it correct, oh. everything has to be correct, they don't have to be super, super great. And then they go to the regionals, and then they have to be better because the competition is there. There's more people with better dogs there. And then they go from there to the world championships. And it's just crazy. And for no people, for people that are watching this that have never watched a Mondial Ring championship, go on YouTube. And there are a lot of videos on YouTube of national championships. They'll see how crazy it can be. Oh, yeah. It's really crazy. It's typical the Mondial Ring. It's... it's it's difficult with the rules, you know, it's yeah. always a different retrieve. You can be set and throw the retrieve. Yeah. You have a defense with two decoy. Mm -hmm. You don't know the scenario, you know, right. the judge make the scenario. We forgot to talk about your five-day seminar. Do you, in that seminar, teach the guys how to deal with the basket, guard the basket? The guard object, yeah. Guard, the object guard. I do a little bit on, the, I like, explain the foundation for it it's for me it's very important if the people understand to do a basic on my my, my idea but the basic foundation for the basket or for the defense sometimes without decoy oh. i start a little bit uh build up some exercise to do that uh -huh. because for me it's very important to have a, a foundation a strong foundation and that on the handler defense defense and the of basket. handler basket yep. yeah will be the accessory depending on the dog but if you have a strong foundation you can go and make your your program better if you have a problem on the top it's two years old dog and you come back on your foundation if you have a strong foundation you can always come back and teach your dog to build 
But if you have no foundation and you, you have got, a problem, you're just lucky. And you're just lucky, yeah. Yeah. and you want you have a problem, and you have no foundation. It's difficult yeah. to build up the dog again because the foundation was too fast mm -hmm. or not very clear. And that's why, if I have a seminar, I like I like to explain. I give my idea. I don't spend too much time to explain the whole process. I explain the basic clearly for the dog. Mm -hmm. And after, if you have a seminar with, a, if the owner have a seminar with a different people, different decoy, if you have a foundation, it's easy for after to progress. Yeah. But if you don't have foundation, it's difficult. And even that's true for even the decoy. So, yeah. the decoy has to have the foundation so he knows the basics of what he has to do. And then he can always, once they have that down, then they can always go crazy and think of all different things to get in the dog's head to get the basket away from them or get them to bite before they're supposed to bite or make them not bite, do so good that they don't even bite on the defense of the handler. Crazy stuff in the Mondial ring. It's, it's a dog sport like no other dog sport, I don't think. There's anything like it, you know? You keep your mind open, you know? Yeah, keep your mind open, yeah. The Nationals this year, a friend of mine uh, was in the Nationals with his dog and on the Little Woods. And for those that don't know what Little Woods are, they're little hunks of wood like this and you put, you handle one of them and then what are there, five other ones or something? How many? Four other ones. Four other ones. So the judge goes and puts the, the four other ones out there and you can walk out and put your stinky one with the four ones and your dog's got to go down there and get yours and bring it back. Well, the Little Woods were in a driving rain in California this year, and it was Michael Ellis in the Nationals with his dog, and his, his Little Wood was floating in a mud puddle. It was floating. Who would think of that in training? How would you ever think of, oh, I'm going to do my Little Woods with the dogs float, with all the Little Woods floating in a mud puddle. But okay. the judge can do that. You have to be prepared for it. Yeah, I mean, always. And then 10 years ago or something, I saw a defensive handler, and it was in, I think it was in Belgium, Belgium, where the dog handler was sitting on a stack of foam like they use for pole vaulting, and he was sitting on the edge, and there was a, there was a bucket like a, a machine that would lower guys <clears throat> or raise them up in a uh, bucket yeah, like a like a lineman fixing telephone lines and the decoy was up in that bucket and they lowered him down over the top of the <laughs> over the top of the dog handler and the guy had to jump out geez how do you train for that how do you even <laughs> think that up these judges must be a little crazy at night they must have wild dreams. Oh, okay, I'm going to do yeah. that tomorrow. And you have access to the truck. Yeah, I'm going to see okay. how many dogs in we'll the do Nationals that. I can <laughs> screw with. <laughs> so I have a good question. How many competitions have you been a decoy in, in Mondial Ring or IPO? I have 80 competitions in Mondial Ring, six world championships in Mondial Ring, and three competitions in Egypt. <laughs> three in IGP? Yeah. Shall, shall I ask the question of what you think of IGP? 
Uh, I love the training of EGP, <laughs> the switch between, <laughs> yeah, okay. between migration and the play drive. <laughs> and I'll, I'll preface that and follow it with the difference between Mondial Ring is you never know what's coming next in a competition. In Schutzen, it's, it's a German sport and everything is exactly the same. It's a routine. It's Five steps this way, <clears throat> ten steps that way, and yeah. it's how that, I started. That's why I mean, Don was doing too much. Shoot. I was in maybe <laughs> five Schutzen competitions in the early 1980s, and it was fascinating in the time, but there was no Mondial Ring then. And young people today, if they get the bug and they see what Mondial Ring is, and they're challenged to work with their dog at a high level, my personal feeling is Mondial Ring is the way to go. I really do think it's a it's, great dog sport. Depending on the personality, I have a friend, like, well, he's German, that's maybe why. He like the structure, you know, like yeah. clear. He don't like surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like EGP. Right. You have some people like a little bit the challenge to build up exercise and generalize exercise and a lot of different right. distraction. Right. But after, it's like the bicycle. Some people like the bicycle to go to the forest on the mountain. Yep. And some people like the bicycle on the road, you know. Yeah. Stray. But still bicycle. Sure. How, uh, <laughs> how long do you think you'll stay in America uh, doing dog training? Is your goal to move back to Switzerland? Uh, for no, no. I'm, I like be here. I'm, uh, you have a nice home that yeah. you and Tanya have put together in Las Vegas. For those that don't know, uh, Joachim lives in, in uh, Las Vegas and his partner is a great, great pet dog trainer that I wish I could talk into doing some cool, short little pet dog uh, Tips. courses with. And She's raising a Mondial Ring dog too. Correct. Right yeah. now, uh, Belgian Malinois, and you are too. Yeah, I won. And that's where you hold your seminars, your five-day seminars for rings for the decoy work. Is that your place in Las Vegas? And you go other places too, don't you? I do. I go to other places. My my future one is in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Yeah, and uh, it yeah. was this year, February, March. I've won in uh, Las Vegas. The weather, it was perfect. Yeah. You can't do much dog training in the summertime, can you there? In Las Vegas? No. With the no, heat? No. July, August is just crazy. Uh, but the rest of the year, you know. You but do you know. like living in Vegas? Oh, yeah. I like you do? It. I like the hot weather. Your mother's still living in Switzerland, right? Correct, yeah. And has she come to visit you? Yeah. Last year, she was in summer, and she come with my son the next summer. And what did she think of Las Vegas? She like, it was a little bit hot, but yeah. she's okay. So your mom is a nurse, right? Correct, yeah. She's not in the dogs? No. Not in the she dogs. have all my retired dogs for the military. Ah, that's where your dogs go? Your old military yeah, yeah, dogs yeah. go oh, home with yeah. mama? <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's, it's close to the paradise, you know? Yeah, for oh, the yeah. dogs. Oh, huh? good life, very Th good life. That's really cool. That's really cool. I think I've answered all the questions that I have in my long list here. And I think in closing this out, uh, 
If uh, anyone is interested in contacting Joachim for seminars, we'll put his contact information at the end of this video. So anyway, I want to appreciate uh, you coming here because I think it's going to, f I think people are going to find it interesting that uh, dog people in the dog sports in the United States have access to somebody that has your level of expertise. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be 76 in November and in how many million years have I been fooling around? It's the only thing I've ever done in dogs. I haven't met very many people that have your level of expertise in doing decoy work. It's uh, as soon as I saw you do work, I had heard about you before and I never take anybody's word for anything until you came to Learburg a few years ago and Cindy and I just feel lucky to have met you. We feel that you and Tanya are just good friends. And anybody that's thinking about having a seminar should get in touch with him.